0: And we are live. Welcome back, everybody, to the pitch catch pod. My name is Eli Sois,
1: and I'm Joey Fernandez.
0: And we are happy to be back with you guys. We are going to be going crazy as baseball season starts, and we're just happy to be back and talk some free agents and then some division predictions with all of the moves that went on. Um, so overall, I guess just give the whole offseason a grade out of you know. F, a through F, like uh, in terms of like how you thought things would go, and how much did some of these moves surprise you?
1: Um, well, overall, uh, obviously the lockout really hinders it a lot. So I'll go, I'll go D plus. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, say, say the lockout didn't happen, and just talking about the moves and stuff like that, I would say solid B. Um, nothing really too crazy, but the free agent class was just stacked as a whole. So that made for some good moves that definitely brightened up the offseason a lot. So, I mean, things like the Carlos Correa signing were uh, very interesting. So I'd give it a solid B. How about you?
0: Yeah, I'd give it, I'm going to say like an A-minus just because so many stars moved. I mean, even pre-lock, like you had Corey Seager and Simeon signed for half a billion, which is kind of crazy. And you saw like a lot of teams that we didn't think we're going to do a lot, make a lot of moves. Like you said, with the twins, um, the Tigers got exponentially better. Um, I thought they had a really good off season. And I mean, Freeman of the Dodgers that obviously shakes up the whole, the whole league. Um, So I'll just run through quickly, some free agents that uh, recently signed. And I mean, if you just want to give like a, like a one through 10 rating of like how you thought the overall signing was. So we're not really going to talk about the free agents that signed pre lockout or, you know, we'll, we'll talk mostly post lockout. So okay. starting off with uh, my, my man, uh, a little bit surprising, Chris Bryant signing with the Rockies. Um, what, what did uh, you think about all that?
1: So uh, do you want to, do you think I should talk about it from the team's aspect or the player's aspect?
0: Oh, uh, I guess both, honestly, because there it would be different numbers for some people.
1: Yeah. Uh. So Chris Bryant, probably like a, like a seven, because he got paid. Uh. Mm. But for the team, I mean, I would go like four. I mean, I don't really see what yeah. the direction is as as in general, but yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I would. I would say like seven mm. or eight for him. He got that bag. I mean, he's not going to be winning. I mean, I don't think he's going to be winning anything in the near future. Mm. Um. Uh, in terms of, like, a team award, maybe some individual. I mean, you could go crazy at cores. You never know. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, the Rockies absolutely blew my mind with that one. Um, (laughs) Just let Arenado go, didn't want to pay him, and then proceeded to pay, essentially, I mean, he doesn't really play third that much anymore, but a worse Arenado. Um, Yeah. It it doesn't make sense to me. I I don't really know what they're doing. I mean, props to the Rockies for trying to – bring some sort of star power to colorado but i i don't understand it and i I, and being you know a fan of him i'm not really happy with him going to a losing team like that
1: yeah and i definitely don't understand letting your franchise shortstop walk in the same offseason if you're trying to win Mm -hmm. either but
0: i I don't know Uh, yeah interesting interesting signing there um the talk of the hour is freddie shocked a lot of people. I mean, we kind of thought it was either Braves or Dodgers. Um, yeah. What, what do you think of the whole situation?
1: Uh, for Freddie, I think it's a 10. I think it's the perfect situation for him, obviously. He's going to have as much protection as you could possibly get in a lineup, uh, mm. as good of a team as you could possibly go to, to probably uh, probably end your career there. Uh, he's from there also. So I, I feel like that's a 10 for him. And then for the Dodgers... I would say it's an eight or a nine. I'm not really sure yet. Uh, Just because he is a first baseman and he is a little older and the length of the contract is pretty good. But, I mean, he's still a great player, so uh, it's still a good move, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, they just added probably the best first baseman. If he's not the best, he's, like, the second best. So
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Huge addition there. Um, Trevor's story uh, to the Red Sox. That was an interesting one. Uh, What did you think of that?
1: Uh, I think, man, I really like this move a lot. Not gonna lie. Uh, I think it adds some extra insurance just in case Xander Bogarts walks eventually. So, I think I would go. I would go nine for Story and probably nine for the Red Sox also because it adds that it fills that second base hole that they've had for quite a while since Dustin Pedroia Dustin Pedroia tailed off. So,
0: yeah. Um, I I had a few problems with this one. The the one of them was. They're going to be playing him at second base, uh, basically mm. giving Bogarts like, I guess the Jeter a uh, little, little thing where like, thing. exactly yeah. like Bogarts is not good defensively. We all know this and story is miles above him defensively. And if you're really trying to win shortstop is like the most, you know, important position for a defensive player. And it doesn't make sense for me to have, you know, the better shortstop not playing shortstop. And, in terms of Story's contract, I think it was a little too much money. Um,
1: okay.
0: Tr- Trevor Story's a good player. Um, he's not an elite hitter. And I, I don't like to look too deep into like home and away splits, but they're really bad <laughs> for him. Um, and, I mean, I understand why they did it. I, I, I wonder what other teams were offering that you know motivated the Red Sox to give him that much money. Um, but I, I think it's a lot of money for a guy who's not, like an elite hitter, like he's a good hitter and he's going to be playing second base. So again, like the value dips a little bit there because like second basemen just aren't as valuable and he's almost 30 years old. Um, I, I don't know what kind of contract I would have liked, but I think he's getting around like 20 something million a year. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a little too much, but I mean, the Red Sox obviously needed that second base present presence, but... It's it's interesting how, how they're refusing to let him play short. And I think as the season goes on, you'll kind of see, you know, that conversation spark up again as, as Xander probably won't perform well again there. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, moving on to another post-lockout signing. Carlos Correa, interesting one. Um, he has, is it two or three opt-outs? Three years, yeah, like one 100 every- and... Yeah, it's like a hundred, what, hundred fifteen mil or something like that, something um, around there, yeah. To the twins. So, what did you think about him entering your uh, AL Central?
1: Well, obviously, I don't like him entering the AL Central, but I think I think this is a great move for him personally, just because of the opt outs after every year in the AAV, and he can also get paid just as big as Lindor eventually. Uh, so, I would go, I would go seven for him. And then for the Twins, I mean, obviously it's a good move, but I really don't see the direction of their team as a whole, um, especially with their pitching staff. So I'll go six. Uh, yeah. I just I just don't understand why you go out and get Sonny Gray also when you traded away Jose Barrios last year. So that's, that's where I see it.
0: Yeah, do you think the Twins are thinking about this as like an investment in, ter- in terms of like maybe flipping him at the deadline? or you know if they're not performing that well because that could bring in a big haul at, you know yeah, in july
1: so that's if they are that's really smart i i really didn't consider that angle but uh from a baseball perspective i don't really understand it all that much but if they if they do decide to do something like that i like it i will say that. yeah
0: so like that idea is like if they're not doing well they would flip them at the deadline but yeah are they going to do well anyway like where are they going to be in the AL Central? They're not going to be over the White Sox. They're not going to be over the Tigers, in my opinion. And even getting past the Guardians might be a little harder than what people think. Um, Mm -hmm. I I really don't understand this move at all because if the Twins just play normal Twins baseball, they don't make the playoffs, whatever, Correa should opt out and he should get a huge contract. And that's just a waste of money, in my opinion. So, I mean... the plan has to be to flip him, because if you don't, unfortunately, the Twins aren't close to even coming close to winning the AL Central or making the playoffs. So it's just wasted money if you don't trade him, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think the only the only situation where this could work out is if they sneak into the to the expanded playoffs. That's really all I can think of, because yeah, every other scenario just doesn't really make sense. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out because I think he could have a really big year and just opt out and be gone. So.
0: Yeah. Um, we can move on to the Phillies who got two big sluggers, Castellanos and Schwarber um, looking like one of the worst defensive outfields in <laughs> baseball, but yeah. looking like one of the best offensive outfields. Um, what, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I'll I'll just grade them both like in totality. Uh, I'll go nine for both uh, just because one of them will probably be DHing most of the time anyway, so I I really love the moves a lot. I think Harper needed some protection and they needed some more firepower in that outfield. So I mean, it's not a bad replacement for Andrew McCutcheon, So not bad at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, their hitting looks pretty stacked. Um, that I know this is going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the Phillies could sneak and and do something that you know we're not really expecting. Um, but the problem I had was like the Phillies. Yeah. They weren't great defensively, and that was kind of their needs that they needed to address. And w- although they got like two huge sluggers, that defense is so bad in the outfield. Um, Harper is average; he's not—he's not—he's not bad. But I mean, Schwarber and Cassianos are just below average outfielders. Cassianos probably—I mean, I don't—I don't have the numbers, but probably like near the bottom in terms yeah. of you know the defensive Definitely. statistics. So, um, right. yeah.
1: I think that they could be a little bit like the twins were uh, in 2019. Uh, just kind mm-hmm. of outslug every team. Yeah. yeah. And uh, have some, have some okay pitching at the top. Well, have some really good pitching at the top, but then mm-hmm. a little, a little shaky at the bottom half. So
0: yeah, I don't mind. It. Yeah, no. It's going to be fun watching them though. Um, we can move on to, um, it's actually a national holiday today. It's uh say a day. Uh, he's, <laughs> He's batting second at 405 Eastern, and I'm very excited to watch him. For my Chicago Cubbies, I could not I could not tell you that I uh, had any, you know, hope that we would sign him or had any expectation of signing him. And I woke up to him on, on the Cubs, which was interesting. So what, what are your whole thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I think that's a great move for the Cubs, honestly. I really don't – they signed him long-term. That's the key thing for me. If they didn't sign him for any more than – Four year. if they didn't are for any more than three years then I wouldn't have seen like the reason for it but I think I think a five-year deal is great for them and uh, I'm excited to really see what he can do obviously you see the highlights of him playing overseas but you really never you never know until you see him so uh, I'm excited I, I think he uh he could be a promising player
0: yeah and I, and I, I kind of like the way that the direction they're going just because if like, a lot of people think that the Cubs are rebuilding, right? And in my opinion, if they were rebuilding, it wouldn't make sense to send Stroman to that deal. It wouldn't make sense to send Suzuki. Because you're, if you're rebuilding, it's, it's probably going to take four years minimum to get a contending roster. And Seiya Suzuki's contract is five years, so it, I doubt they were banking on him to To be his star his star self, like in four years when the Cubs like fully rebuild or whatever, to to offer up that much money and to be in talks with people like Correa, to be in talks with like other people, I think it kind of shows the direction they're going. in. even though they didn't, you know, add another star or something this year, and although they probably won't be super competitive this year, I think it kind of speaks to what their mentality is going into the next offseason. To spend more money. Um mm-hmm. but like I said, I was thinking Red Sox. I was thinking Mariners. I was thinking Giants, whatever. This this move to me shows that they're not they're not going down that terrible rebuilding path again of like six years of just bad baseball. So I mean when you look at it, I mean Seiya um could take over Jason Hayward's spot. And yeah although I, I love Hayward, he's a great guy. He's just he, he he's one of the worst contracts you've ever had and he hasn't really been performing. So, I mean, if he takes over for that right field spot, you got Brennan Davis coming up, hopefully um, can do something very good. And then you never know, maybe Nelson Velasquez makes a jump and gets, gets called up or, you know, Rafael Ortega has been okay. Um, so you kind of see the spot sort of filling out, but yeah, I think, I think this is more of like a, let's solidify Jason Hayward spot, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> and, uh, Maybe at the trade deadline if we're doing well, which probably won't be happening, or in next offseason, spend money to start filling those other holes. So I'm super excited for him. Hopefully he turns out well. Do you think he's okay? So he's like the Mike Trout of Japan. Where where this season would you predict him? You know, what kind of stat line are you predicting for him? Because obviously he's gonna struggle. Um the MOB is just a totally different ball game. Yeah. Um, how do you think he's going to, you know, adjust to major league pitching? Uh,
1: I'd say i predict around like a 780, 800 OPS. Uh, mm-hmm. Play some solid defense, probably maybe around 20 homers. So a very solid player, I think. I think he'll probably have, if I had to predict his, his WRC or something like that, maybe like a 105 to 110, which is pretty okay. good. Uh, just Just because I think it's going to take a few months for him to get adjusted and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So excited to see him. Um, Carlos Rodon was was he the first move after the lock? Like the first big move after the lockout? Yeah, yeah. That's so he signed to the yeah he signed to the Giants. Um, the Giants, man. I mean, I kind of had the Dodgers and the Padres running away with the division. They made some moves, and even though uh, people like myself and I, I believe you as well kind of think they were riding high on like those veteran resurgence that probably won't happen again it seems like they're not it seems like they're they're kind of looking to stick around again which is good to see so what did you think of your beloved Rodon going to the the Giants
1: uh I'm a big fan of it honestly it feels like it feels like the right fit honestly uh it just I don't know there's something about him in that uniform that just makes a lot of sense uh Mm -hmm. I think I think he got paid more than I thought especially with the White Sox not extending him a, a qualifying offer I didn't think that I didn't think that teams were gonna believe in him as much as he probably should have been, but uh, I'm happy for him to personally get that bag. Uh, I, I, if I had to grade it, I would probably say seven uh, for the Giants, just because he still hasn't thrown that many innings in a year uh, consistently. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be interesting to see whether or not he can uh, he can keep ramping up a little bit. But I mean, either way, when he's when he's pitching, he's gonna be lights out, no doubt.
0: Yeah, it was interesting to see the contract he got. Um, it kind of to me shows that the giants have faith in his arm holding up, yeah. which, which if the giants really believe that, you know, they could correct some of his mistakes in terms of, like the injury bug and all of that, it kind of, if he goes out and pitches more innings than we expect, it's, it, it, it's got to hurt a little bit for, as a white Sox fan, right? If you yeah. could have gotten him for what? 18 million. Um, I mean, it's pretty clear they didn't extend him because of you know the worry. I'm assuming of the the injury. So if he overcomes that, it's it's a tough one to let go.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it especially since he wasn't healthy for basically all of the tenure. So, but w- what can he really do? Uh, injuries yeah. just kind of happen sometimes. But uh, I like the guy, so I'm hoping he stays healthy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um. Moving on to uh, Jorge Soler, an interesting one, goes to the Marlins. Um, The Marlins, like, dude, their pitching rotation could be, like, honestly the best in baseball if everyone pans out. Um, And their hitting just isn't that great. I like the Soler contract in terms of um, his contract, like the the money he's getting. I think it's worth it for him. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. What did you think about it?
1: I'm a big fan of the. I'm a big fan of the contract. It's just the team construction as a whole. It's kind of like you got to keep building. You know, mm-hmm. like this can't just be it because there's there's a lot of holes going on. Uh their pitching staff is actually very solid. I like it a lot. I like some of their guys in their bullpen also. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it would have been nice to see Castellanos come with him. But mm-hmm. I, I like the contract as a whole. I'll give it uh, a six.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you say Kikuchi um Went to the Toronto Blue Jays and kind of solidified that rotation. Um, yeah. it's looking like a really good, really good rotation. Um, Kikuchi obviously had his struggles last year, but he was an All Star, so he had a good first half. Um, what did you think about that whole deal?
1: I like it a lot, especially for a back end guy. I'm a big yeah. fan of it because I think he has the stuff to play. That that plays up, honestly. I just don't. I don't know. He just never really seemed to click for a consistent yeah. season. I don't know what it was. Because you watch him pitch and you feel like, man, like this guy's nasty. Like he should he mm-hmm. should be pitching way better, like way more consistently. But, I mean, the, the Blue Jays seem to have figured some things out with pitching as far as it goes. So they did some things with Robbie Ray last year. So I see no reason that they could probably do something similar with him. Obviously, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to contend for a Cy Young, but mm-hmm. I can see him doing better than he did in Seattle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just going to run through some other names really quickly, just rapid fire, uh, kind of get this. Um, over with here, um, just looking, Clayton Kershaw. Happy, yeah, Happy's back in LA, right?
1: Yeah, pretty easy. Uh, yeah. I didn't call it, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kenley Jansen going to the Braves, uh, 16 million for one year.
1: I mean, it's a one-year deal, so you gotta hire AAV, but man, that's a lot of money.
0: It's a lot of money. Uh, Nelson Cruz to the Nationals.
1: Sure. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> like... They're gonna win seventy games
0: at most. That might be a bit, bit of an overprojection yeah. there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> an underrated one for me was Ryan Tapera going to the Angels. Um, I've always been high on the Angels since last or you know after the end of last year, and a lot of their a lot of like the question marks that were in the bullpen, and they got Glacius back, they got Tapera, they got Archie Bradley, they got some other people. Um, yeah, what do you what are you feeling about that?
1: They needed a guy like him, uh, just that very consistent pitcher to come in in the seventh, eighth inning, and just kind of uh, lock it down. Uh, he's a he's a very solid pitcher. I don't, I I don't really recall the Angels having someone as solid as him in recent years, besides uh, Rysel Iglesias, So, it's
0: mm-hmm. a win for them. Yeah, um, I'm not really sure if I'm missing anyone. Um, anyone else that's like big that we should even talk about? Um, Besides, you know, the Cubs with Angelton Simmons, like, what a snag (laughs) right there. But um, I guess we can just talk for like a second about your White Sox. Um, We both kind of went into the offseason expecting, you know, Conforto, honestly. And he's not off the market yet. He's actually one of like the last free agents out there. Um, Of
1: course he is. Yeah.
0: How? Yeah. And you, you know, you've seen some of the interesting uh, arbitration offers from, from, all teams, but the the G Lito one was funny um how, what what is your confidence right now um that that the sox can get Conforto? um
1: if I had to give like a one through ten, probably say like six maybe mm-hmm. like I don't even feel great about that either. just i don't know i I know they're definitely trying to add starting pitching and it it feels that way, but the Oakland A's are kind of being a little. A little difficult right now with the negotiations because so many teams are interested. And then as far as the outfielder market goes, a part of me feels like they feel better about the right field options than the outside perspective does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think they haven't really shown that sense of urgency in going to try to get someone else to come in right field besides Andrew Vaughn or Gavin Sheets or Leori Garcia or Adam Engel, you know. I, mm-hmm. I just don't they don't seem really prioritize it that much compared to compared to trading Craig Kimbrell or or requiring another starting pitcher so yeah I I don't know uh I'm I'm okay I'm starting to become more okay with the right field options but it would be really nice to have someone who's actually solidified there play every
0: day yeah yeah absolutely um any prediction on where he would go if it wasn't the White Sox
1: that's the thing I really don't
0: exactly I, I can't yeah.
1: think of anything else I mean mm-hmm. the Padres maybe
0: that could be a good one
1: yeah that's the only team that really comes to mind for me uh which scares me because the Padres whenever they want someone they seem to really go hard so mm-hmm. and they've beaten us in the past negotiations so
0: we'll see yeah I mean they missed out on Seiya. um there was like a report that like it was almost guaranteed that Suzuki was gonna go to the Padres. So Yeah, I that, did see that. that's the second time. First it was Scherzer and uh, <laughs> now Suzuki that they like they, they got their guys swept away from him. so they might be going hard at Comforto, but yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one. Um he doesn't have much time left <laughs> to, to sign a no. contract, so he,
1: and yeah. for a hitter to uh to wait until after the regular season starts wouldn't really make any sense so yeah. i mean you'd think he's got to come at any day now
0: mm-hmm. yeah so i think we touched on most of the people obviously we forgot a few but not the biggest names that you know we really care about um mm-hmm. going into the season with all, basically every single move done i guess we can just go over our very early like predictions for the for the divisions and we'll start with the al so we'll start with the al east um I guess just predict how, how they will finish.
1: Uh, man, it's really putting me on the spot. I haven't really thought about it yet, but it? I know I'm putting the Tampa Bay Rays first. I, okay. I don't know if that's a bit of a hot take with the Blue Jays hype coming in, but I just, I just believe in the Rays and I believe in their system. So I'll go with the Rays first, the Blue Jays second, the Red Sox third and the Yankees
0: fourth. Well, and then the Orioles, obviously. Fourth, so. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I have a little bit of a different list and it could just okay. it it could definitely pan out to like anything at this point just because of how stacked that division is. Um I have the Orioles coming fifth. I think that's the lock. Um fourth I have the Red Sox. Um okay. I think that their hitting is really good. I I'm not sold on their starting rotation yet. Um they have some. They have some good people. They got Iovaldi. They got they got Hauk. They got Pavetta. They got Sale. They got Waka. It's just can Iovaldi can Pavetta can Waka perform at a high level? Is Sale going to get injured? Um, I have faith in Sale this year. I'm actually buying into Sale. Um, I Me think too. he's gonna have a really good year. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna have a really good year. And Hauk is just nasty, like we saw in the playoffs. I'm um, excited
1: to see him pitch for a full season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just can those other guys really hold the weight? And they did get story. Um, and uh, before the lockout, they acquired big old Jackie Reilly Jr. back. So um, <laughs> uh, it's just tough. When I look at the Yankees, which is my prediction for third place, I'm looking at their pitching rotation that I think is just the potential is there, that it, it's a lot better. So they got Garrett Cole, obviously. And then they got people like they have Louis Gill, who I think's really going to have a good year. Um, they got Tyone, and people forget. Um, I'm not exactly sure when he's coming back, but Severino could return to he, ace form.
1: He's been pitching.
0: Yeah, he's been pitched, so he might even be on the active roster like opening day. Um, yeah, Severino is is really good when he's on. So I think that just whole, you know that that whole starting rotation kind of for me puts it over the top. Obviously, the mm-hmm. Yankees batting, um, very power heavy. Um, Judge. Stanton Gallo Donaldson it's Rizzo I guess if you want to throw him in there but um it's mainly it's mainly the pitching for me because I think the Yankees bats are always going to be there it's just will they pitch well and I just believe in their rotation better than um better than the Red Sox
1: yeah I I mean I I can see that argument I just I just love the Red Sox lineup so much and I think that's going to carry them
0: yeah, no, it definitely could. The Red Sox are scary on the offensive mm-hmm. side. Um, Coming in second for me, and it, it's painful to say, but I have the Rays. And although I think the Rays will make the playoffs and they may be my World Series pick this year, um, I haven't really decided. I just feel like, first of all, the battle for first and second should be like three games, you know, like in like
1: at most. Whoever,
0: yeah, like at most, like this is going to be an absolute bloodbath. and um The reason I have the Blue Jays winning the division, I just think, you know, on paper, they're more complete. I know the Rays, like, the I, God, I love the Rays, and it pains me to put them at second because they just do so well at just developing just random people and making them into stars. And although I'm excited for people like McClanahan or Shane Boz or Wander Franco especially, God, that Blue Jays lineup, man. It just – and then they just added Matt Chapman as well. Um It, it – It just looks like a really good hitting lineup. And then you couple that with their starting rotation. Um, Alec Manoa, for me, is my Cy Young AL pick of the year. Um, or My pick for Cy Young in the AL. Um, Kind of a dark horse. I really think he's going to have a great year. And we already know all the other names they have in that rotation. I don't think the Blue Jays are a lock by any means to win the division, but I do think they're coming in first or second, and the other team is going to be the Rays, and it's going to be decided by like three games.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, it's this division's so good that the fourth place team is like like potentially like a like a could win the division, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: it's outrageous.
0: Yeah. Move on to your Chicago White Sox. Um the AL Central, what do you got there?
1: Um I'll start from last place. Uh the Royals in last. The the Guardians in in uh second to last. And then Let's see, man. This is tough, but I think I'm gonna go with the Twins, the Tigers, and then the White Sox.
0: Yeah, I I have the exact same list. Um, it, am I overrating the Tigers? Because I think they're gonna have a good year. Um, no. they're not gonna they're not gonna come they're not gonna beat the White Sox or anything. Um, but I mean, especially if some of those prospects come up, and with some of the moves they made, like they're they're not a bad team anymore.
1: They can they can easily win eighty five games this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for them. Um, yeah, especially with people like Torque coming up, or uh, you know Riley Green or some of those guys. Like their farm systems looking very promising. Obviously, yeah. Javi Baez. They added yeah. they added Eduardo. So yeah,
1: their young pitching is great. I I love. I'm a big Matt Manning guy for sure. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Manning, Mize. You got a bunch of people. So, I, yeah, well, they, yeah. yeah, exactly. They got people. They have enough to potentially sneak into the wild card with the expanded playoffs. Um, I agree. Which would be fun. It would be good for Detroit. But, um, yeah, I don't really think there's... I mean, how far do you think the Twins are from the Guardians? Um, or, I guess, vice versa, how far do you think are the Guardians from catching the Twins? I actually
1: was tempted to put the Guardians above the Twins, but I just mm. felt really disrespectful doing it. So, I. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have the the guts to do it, but I think I think it's honestly within like three games, four four yeah. at most. I I think I think the Guardians' pitching staff is so underrated for some reason. Yeah. Even though they're yeah. just known for pumping out pitching every year, but yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's kind of like the Twins. If you actually look at the Twins lineup, it's not a bad lineup in terms of no, hitting. No, it's very good. Yeah. So, the Twins for me are like. The sluggers and, and the guardians are just the they have the pitching. And they also have Classe and check in the back end. Um yeah, exactly. just, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not excited for the twins. I don't think they're gonna be necessarily good. I just think the Guardians hitting just isn't good enough.
1: Yeah, I, I think the Guardians, their strength is going to be keeping every game close just because their pitching is so good, and that's they're gonna be able to steal a lot of games from good teams.
0: They're so annoying to face. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. When you got Shane, Shane Bieber throwing seven shutout, and then you got Karen check and then Class A just ending you. But yeah, yeah, it seems like we're on the same page there. Um, yeah. AL West. This is another interesting one. What do you got for this?
1: Um, I'm gonna put the A's in last, mm-hmm. just because of all their departures. Obviously, I'm pretty sure they kind of intend on it. Um, the Rangers in fourth, and then. Man, the Angels in third, the Mariners in second, and then the Astros in first.
0: Any uh any explanation for some of those picks?
1: Uh yeah, uh with the Rangers, I think it's just too early for them. I think they definitely need a lot more pieces. Uh, I like a lot of their pickups. I like the John Gray pickup, but just a little early for them. Uh, they still have still have quite a few things they need to address. And then, uh, for the uh, what was next the Angels. I think that uh they have a good team, but I just I just really believe in the Mariners, more so than me disliking the Angels, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I think Robbie Ray's really gonna put the Mariners over the top and they're gonna win ninety games again. Uh and then the Astros, I mean, they lost Correa, but if you look at that lineup it's still as fearsome as they come. Mm-hmm. And I, I still like their I still like their pitching staff with Verlander coming back, so
0: they had a uh, they had Correa batting what seventh in the playoffs like <laughs> something like that it was they they, seven, they could yeah. they could afford to lose him um yeah yeah so I had the A's in last the Rangers in fourth and then this is where the departure happens I have the Mariners in third I still think the Mariners make the playoffs I really yeah. like their team and I think the battle between them and the Angels is going to be really close um yeah. I'm just sold on the Angels right now I mean when I just think uh-huh. of their names when I think of you know Trout Otani Adele, Brandon Marsh is as a, a young guy who can really I make some strides this year. Yeah, he's a he's a really exciting player. Um, and then just Rendon coming back, people forget that Anthony Rendon was a top ten hitter. Period. Um, Jared Walsh absolutely mashes. They just signed Stassi to an extension, who's a good catcher. Um, mm-hmm. David Fletcher, I'm not a fan of, but it's no, good but enough. To, it's good enough to have him there. But overall, that offense doesn't look bad, um, especially when you have you have Mike Trout and Rendon coming back, two top-ten hitters, while also one being the best player to play the game. Um, yeah. They signed Syndergaard in the offseason. If Otani, Syndergaard, Sandoval, that little trio can put out good numbers, their back end of the bullpen's not bad either. Like I said, they got Archie Bradley, they got Tapera, they got Iglesias. I believe they have Aaron Luke. Um, could yeah. be wrong on that, but I believe so. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. And I think uh, the Mariners have a really good team too. Um, I It's just it's just going to be – it's just one of those things where, like, in my opinion, it's a 50-50 toss-up. And I would love to see both teams make the playoffs, which could happen. Um, that would be three from that division, which would be actually kind of ridiculous, but it would be nice to see. Um, I just want to see – I want to see Trout and Otani in the playoffs.
1: That's fair. I – the only thing that worries me is their their health of their pitching mm-hmm. staff, especially yeah. the rotation. That's that's what worries me the most about them. But uh, I I do think they they look very good on paper. I will say that.
0: Yeah, when I'm when I'm kind of ranking teams, and I guess we'll get right into it in the NL East. Um, I I don't like. I mean, it's nice to know how injury-prone people are, but I don't like predicting injuries. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So. I guess we'll just go to the NL East and uh, I'll start because we're on the topic of predicting injuries. Um, I have the Mets winning the division and uh, we got a lot of backlash. Well, not backlash but some disagreements in the recent TikTok I posted about this, about how the Mets are just going to get injured and, and all that. I don't believe that's a fair prediction. I don't believe it's fair to just say this team's going to get injured. Um, and, uh, because if they're healthy in my opinion they're they they they're, they're going to win the division or at least come a close second because the Braves are nasty but mm-hmm. um, I I don't really assume injuries when I'm predicting which is why I had the Mets in first. Um uh, I'll just run through a quick the Mets, the Braves, that's going to be super close. That's going to be like two three games. Um and then the Phillies stacked batting, good good top of the top half of the starting rotation <clears throat> rotation. Um and then uh Marlins coming in fourth and then the Nationals in fifth.
1: Uh I agree completely personally. Nice. Uh I, I don't I I don't really say like I'm not predicting injuries when I say it. It's more so just kind of like over the long term of a season mm-hmm. who has the potential more so of it, you know? Yeah. Uh so if it's just glaring, that's that's when I really acknowledge it. So mm-hmm. uh but as far as the Mets go, I mean I think they're the best team on paper. I don't want to say by far, but uh they they they've kind of they've added a lot, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I think they deserve to be put in first. Obviously, it kinda it's a little disrespectful to the defending champs, but mm-hmm. they did lose their heart and soul. I know they didn't get a bad <laughs> upgrade, obviously, but uh that World Series hangover could could uh linger a little bit, especially without Freddie there.
0: Yeah, and it's no disrespect to the Braves. I actually I like the Braves just point blank better than the Mets in terms of just like Uh as a whole. Yeah. yeah, So they didn't really downgrade from Freeman that much. Um, They got Acuna coming back. Um, They got probably the best bullpen in baseball, either that or like the White Sox possibly. I mean, they, they have Mm -hmm. people forget like they added someone like Kirby Yates um, who
1: I forgot about that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Like he was a top five closer when he was healthy and then he got hurt and didn't really do much in Toronto. But uh, added Jansen as well, and they have all the other pieces: Will Smith, all those guys. Um, a really, really good team. And I, like I said, if the Braves win the division, I wouldn't be surprised. They have a really good team. It's just if I'm assuming the teams are healthy. I mean, DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, Walker, Carrasco—like, good luck. Insane. Yeah, that's that's absolutely insane, and. Um I got some people in the comments talking about how the Mets don't have hitting. Are, are we looking at the same team? That's, that's outrageous. <laughs> it's yeah. It's the Mets have some firepower there. And they also yeah. added, added some outfielders, obviously pre lockout the notable additions, you know, Marte canna they're not bad at all hitting wise. So
1: no, um, I love, I love their contact that they have in their lineup also, because mm-hmm. they have the power guys, obviously, but they, they added some great contact in Starling Marte and then Mark Hanna gets on base a lot. I just I, I love that aspect of their lineup and I think that's going to be an underrated driving force of their team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to the NL Central. <laughs> um, <laughs> not not going to be the year where I predict the Cubs to win the division. Um, I'll just run through mine quickly. I think the Cardinals win it. Um, the Brewers have such a great rotation. I'm just not. I'm not sold on their hitting. I think it's actually really bad. Um, The Cardinals have the hitting, and they somehow find a way. We know this. The Cardinals will be in fourth place come September and then go on their 20-game win streak and (laughs) win the division. So I think the Cardinals win this. Brewers second. And I want to put the Cubs in third. I think we'll do good enough to just be a third-place team. Uh, The Reds, obviously, in fourth, and the Pittsburgh Pirates in fifth. Uh,
1: I completely agree once again. I think wow. uh, I think this division's pretty uh, cut and dry. Personally, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's it's very like. Do you think that the Brewers can hit just enough to be able to win some games, or do you think the Cardinals are just going to be steady enough to win eighty eight games and make the playoffs?
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, if the Brewers can find a way to hit, that's a scary bullpen as well. I mean, you got Devin yeah. Williams and Hayter in the back end, so. It's it's basically, in my opinion, just a battle of the Cardinals and Brewers, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. there's not you much needs know. to be said.
1: You never know with the I, Cubs, but...
0: Yeah, way. I mean, obviously I'm keeping hope. Um, some of the moves we made I did really like, and I do think with the development of some people, we could put together a decent team to just at least make it competitive. I, I'm not expecting a playoff berth or anything, but yeah, like you said, it's pretty cut and dry probably the worst division in baseball right now i would have to say especially with all the upgrades of so. twins yeah with all the upgrades of twins made the tigers yeah so should be fun um i know west um i guess you can just give yours first
1: uh obviously first place i got the dodgers um no I way mean, I <laughs> don't got much to explain there <laughs> second place is where it gets fishy uh I think I think I'm gonna go with the Padres, but I don't feel all that great about it. got to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Uh third place, the Giants, obviously. Fourth D backs, fifth, Rockies.
0: Yeah, I completely uh, agree. It's
1: the Padres, I expect the bounce back, but a part of me just feels like they might not. Like or the not might not, but I think that the Giants could just continue their their reign.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be close between them. Um, I actually had the Padres as my, like, Dark Horse World Series pick. um okay. bef- before, before I knew Tatis was getting on a motorcycle. Um, yeah. And now he's out for, what, three months? That's a yeah. huge blow to the Padres. Um, the main reason I was so high on them was because of their starting rotation. I think it was really good. Um, they did fix first base by getting Luke Foy, thankfully. Hosmer shouldn't see another at-bat this year. Um, But, uh, yeah, they got some some guys there that I really like. You know, Cronenworth, Grisham, Myers. I mean, Myers is okay, but mainly Grisham, Cronenworth. And it was Tatis. Um, Machado, obviously, too. But missing Tatis is huge. It's so big. And I still have the Padres coming second, but I'm more open to the fact that the Giants probably will take it. Just because three months of the best shortstop of baseball not playing. Oh, it's tough. And the Giants made yeah. some moves that really surprised us.
1: I, I love their pitching rotation this year, uh, personally, mm-hmm. for the Giants. I think Alex Cobb was very underrated as a signing. And yeah. then uh, also with Deci and Wood being back, I think that's going to mm-hmm. be very solid with Rodon and Webb at the top.
0: Yeah. No, it's – again, it's one of those things where, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants beat the Padres. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants even make another run this year. Yeah. Um, based on some of the acquisitions they had. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's kind of – it's early to predict, but it's fun. But, obviously, you don't know what's going to happen. We were, I was still surprised by the Braves last year. I don't know how that slipped yeah, under the too. radar. They, they, I mean, they got hot. They weren't the best team in the playoffs, obviously. They just got hot, but they had a really good team, and a similar thing could happen this year. Um, I guess this could change in the next week or so. But what is your super early World Series prediction?
1: um, I'm gonna leave the White Sox out of this just because of.
0: I mean, if you think they're gonna make the playoffs, I mean, I obviously gonna make the. If you think they're gonna make the World Series, which a lot of people have them as making the World Series, um, Uh, you're more than welcome to do that.
1: Did you say dark horse though?
0: I guess I guess instead of all right, here's what we'll do: you'll just predict your World Series matchup. And then we'll do, like, Dark Horse, like, okay, after, as okay. if, like, those teams didn't make it.
1: Okay. Well, I'll go White Sox-Padres, and then mm-hmm. I have the White Sox winning it. Uh, I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can, but I really like their team, obviously. Uh, and then uh, for Dark Horse, I'll go with the Boston Red Sox. Ooh. I don't know if you consider that Dark Horse or not, but no, I, I, say I so. do. We both, we both had them third and fourth place, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely um what is your explanation on and i like it i like how you don't have the dodgers um (laughs) going to the world series but what's the argument against it because i don't have them going to the world series either but when you look at it on paper Uh, i mean how
1: (laughs) i think i think all it really is is it takes all it takes is for the bats to go cold for a few days Mm -hmm. and then uh, for the pitching, the pitching isn't as strong as it usually is every year. No. So, I mean, it's still very strong. Don't get me wrong. But it's mm-hmm. not like bam, bam, bam right away. You know, it's just yeah. kind of like it's it's just very solid, very, very like top heavy in a way. Um, But I think I think I, I mean, baseball is very unpredictable, especially in the playoffs, because like you said, the Braves weren't the best team in the playoffs last year, but they got hot. So I think mm-hmm. I think that could easily happen with another team who just who pitches very well, uh, like the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, you never really know. They they have a very solid, consistent team top to bottom. So all it takes is for a couple of guys to outperform their talent level, and then that, that's kind of all it is.
0: Yeah. Um, in terms of an actual World Series prediction, um, I'm going to have to go with the Mets and the Rays. Um, I really like both of those teams. I really think the Rays can make another strong run this year um, come playoff time. Again, I don't like putting the Dodgers in there. Um, they do have a history of choking, but they also didn't have Freddie Freeman and all that stuff but it's it's tough not to put them in there, but I just don't like it. <laughs> I just think something yeah. will happen um, and I also think it's a little boring so um, yeah, we'll go with those right. two. I'm gonna have the Rays winning it uh, taking home the World Series and that's coming from a team that I predicted to go to be to finish in second place um which just shows, I mean, I kind of, I really respect them. I just feel like yeah, they'll turn it on in the playoffs. Um, In terms of a dark horse, you know, I had the Padres. Um, I think a lot of people weren't talking about the Padres, especially after last year, their absolute meltdown. Um, I don't think I would consider the Blue Jays a dark horse. Um, I wouldn't. I really think, you know, I just want to see what moves they make. There's no reason the White Sox can't be in the conversation either. Um, it, I I know it would be a lot better if you guys added a starting pitcher or Conforto, but without them, I mean, I'm still I'm still on board with them. Um, so I don't know if any of those teams are considered a dark horse, but I wouldn't be surprised. Here's what I'll say: I'll I'll if I were to place money on three teams in the AL to win a World Series and I needed to hit one of them, I would go the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the White Sox. Um, okay. But I do think – I hope the Padres can pull it together. Um, so I'm, I'm going to just go Padres, White Sox, like you said. I really like that matchup. I think the White Sox matchup well. Obviously, the Astros had their way last, last year, but I think, I think it's good to get that experience, especially from a lot of the young guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that bullpen is really good, obviously, and I'm just looking for a res- more – More growth from some of their younger players. Hopefully Eloy's not out for half the year. Hopefully Robert doesn't get injured. And you're looking at a stacked lineup there. Hopefully. We'll see, though. Yeah. Um, Before we end, I guess, we can just do another prediction. Just MVP from each league. And then we'll end it there.
1: Okay. Um, For AL, I really don't want to be boring here, but Shohei Otani. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh I mean, it's kind of I don't know, I just feel like if he even stays healthy for the whole year, it's kind of easy. Uh mm-hmm. for the NL, I'll go Oof. Come back to me. Go, give me your AL first. Then I'll, yeah, uh, all right. I'll so
0: my prediction is going to be Byron Buxton for the AL, um assuming he's so healthy, close. obviously. Dude, so if he's healthy, he's going to have another fantastic year. I'm yeah. I'm very excited for him. Um so yeah, that was, that was, that was my prediction going into the NL. I feel like I'm in the, I, I, I don't know why I'm sold on, I I think Matt Olson is going to have the best year of his career. And I think he's okay. going to carry that chip on his shoulder being the new leader in that, in that clubhouse, taking over Freddie Freeman's spot. And I think, I think Matt Olson has the best year of his career and wins MVP.
1: Interesting. Well, I, I've, I have kind of more of a dark horse pick for the NL. I, uh, I was going with Kyle Schwarber.
0: Ooh, interesting.
1: Yeah. I think he's going to rake with uh with the other guys in the lineup with him and I think that the Phillies are going to have a a decent year uh on their backs.
0: Damn, isn't it crazy? Cubs just let him go and now he's being in MVP conversations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, he really impressed me a lot last year with his approach and stuff, so yeah. I'm going to I'm going to ride that wave.
0: Yeah, definitely a change of scenery thing, I would say. Um do you yeah. believe in that because I'm a huge advocate of of that I think it really matters.
1: Yeah, I think I think hearing uh input from other from other voices can also help a lot cuz sometimes all it takes is for a coach to tell you one little thing and you try it and then all of a sudden the 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 sw- the flip the switch gets flipped. So mm-hmm.
0: even just I like think... being around new people in a new stadium, new fans, it's kind of like a reset mm-hmm. and it could yeah, clear exactly. the heads of a lot of people so it's definitely what happened there, man. would I love to have him back, but happy he's doing well and for him to be brought up in MVP conversations, I wouldn't have said that. I would have expected that a couple of years ago. but
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, uh, that, was, that, that was fun. We had some predictions there. Um, we'll definitely be doing more podcasts soon. We'll let you guys know when they come out. Uh, let us know in our TikTok comments, you know, your MVP predictions, your standings predictions and all of that. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.